On this episode of Points on the Bench, we talk about everything you'd want to know. We talk about buying and selling players, waiver ads, and streamers, all for this upcoming week on Points on the Bench. Welcome back to POTB Points on the Bench Podcast. Welcome to Points on the Bench, your fantasy baseball podcast. We're coming at you with episode number 13 of the 2019 baseball season, our 75th overall. We're your hosts. I'm Hanley here in the studio with Chris and Rick. And we're at, of course, the beautiful Northgate Studios at the University of California, Berkeley School of Journalism. How are y'all doing? Doing great. Happy Friday. You're like doing bat flips right now. Two-handed bat, bat flips. Bat flipping, huh? Well, Tim Anderson to two-hand bat flip. Does, bat flipping season. Does that make me Brad Keller? Does it mean I have to hit you in the butt first before you you do that? You know? hey, please hit me in the butt. You go you go above <laughs> the waist. I will have to charge the mound. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, if I hit you below the waist, does that mean you know you're just going to exchange very strongly worded words with Rick? If I hit you... the ball four hundred over four hundred feet. <laughs> and just connecting on one. You be sure I'll be the dancing bat. around. I'll be spinning around like the old. I'm doing cartwheels down. To, I'm, doing, <laughs> yeah, I'm doing a bat flip oh. and then a back flip down to first base. I want to yeah. see the floss. Yeah. yeah. Do the floss. So, so real quick. I mean, I don't know what your guys' opinions are on Joe West as, as an umpire, but I will say this. I don't think he should have thrown Tim Anderson out of the game. Uh, you did not hear the choice words. It, yeah, I think that's why. The I get- choice words. What did Tim Anderson say? The dude was restrained by Jose Abreu so that he wouldn't get thrown out of the game, and he throws him out of the game anyways. Yeah, I think it was questionable, but then after the game, I guess there was some language exchange that warranted the thrown out. But I, I, MLB I suspends Tim like- Anderson one game for calling Honky the N-word. That, wait, that's that's that's, that's a headline. The, that's the headline from Deadspin. Okay. Oh, jeez. All not right. The, not the official MLB.com. <laughs> MLB. MLB was like, so they posted a tweet that said basically Tim Anderson, young, having fun. This is what baseball's about. And then they went and suspended him. Yeah. So that's uh, what I'm so saying, it's right? Like, it's like, mm-hmm. look, you can't be like hashtag let the kids play. And then start suspending people for bat flips and 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 then all this stuff, right? Like, I get it. You want to appeal to the young kids, get people and and like get you know people to be upset at each other, but then suspend them for that kind of behavior. Pick a lane, well, guys. Well, before it, we it, get into it, let, let, right now Tim Anderson's numbers are insane. Are you selling or are you holding on to Tim Anderson? I think you have to hold on to him. I don't. I, didn't I ha- he start off hot last year? Yeah, so then if he starts off hot and then he starts cooling off, you can drop him, and I don't think it was that high of a draft pick anyways. You could but draft you could him. Trade you could, him. You could trade him you for could somebody trade him right who's now. a value. You will find somebody willing to give up a, someone in the top 100 for Tim Anderson right now, guaranteed. All right, well, I mean, if you can trade him, trade him. But Tim Anderson is not somebody I bought last year. He just doesn't walk a lot. He's not walking a lot this year either, 1.5%. I'm selling, and I'm going to try to get anybody in the top 75. If you can, if you can get that then I'll take it. 26 yeah. steals last year, 20 home runs. Yeah. But you're getting a 240 batting average. I'm in OBP leagues. 281 is not going to cut it. Mm-hmm. I need that above 300. Yeah. So I, I'm looking at other players, and I, I would trade or sell high with Tim Anderson right now. Agreed. Yeah. I mean, I doubt, I don't, I don't know how many, what you can get for him, but. 479 Babbitt. something. Somebody. People are trading for Alonzo. I keep getting trades for 
Alonzo. They want Colin McHugh. They want Yates. They want these these guys that have come out of the gate and performed well, and they're willing to give up some pretty good players for it. So I I, I think people yeah. are trying to catch that lightning in a bottle. Um, yeah, or over, more and more often with all these young players playing in the league now. Or it's early right. in the season and people are trying, maybe overreacting a little bit. We'll see. Anyways, let's move on to this, this day, day in, in baseball. baseball. So let's wind the clocks back to 1948. The Red Sox are yeah. The Red Sox are the first team to hit three consecutive homers on opening day. I guess opening day started a little later back in those days. So Stan Spence, Vern Stevens, and Bobby Doerr all go deep in the second inning. But those three homers didn't prove to be enough because the A's still take the win 5-4, to four, although it did take them 11 innings to do so. So the first opening game with three home runs. Yes. Back-to-back-to-back. Back consecutive. Back-to-back-to-back to back to back on opening day. Okay. But so the that A's still won. That pitcher's feeling good. He's got the opening day he's slot for starting. <laughs> he's stoked or maybe okay. he's nervous. One, one's okay. One, yeah. I can get through one. Boom. Two. Yeah. Okay. All right. This kind of... This is kind of killing my vibe. Then three hits. Yeah. Oh, You're God. like, crap. He's pulled out immediately after that. Yeah, well, maybe they were all solo shots. He's got shots. an ERA of infinity. <laughs> to start the season. <laughs> a whip of infinity. <laughs> <laughs> well, the A's, you know, they prove it. They, they win in one-run ball game. It's fitting for the A's because yeah. they, they are good in those one-run ball games. Speaking of the A's, man, Chris Davis, huh? How about that contract? Extension Finally, by... I was. I mean, if you're an Ace fan, you were nervous that they were going to sell him at the trade deadline. Yeah, and yeah. I, that's what they do. To be fair, I do like the contract. The two-year extension. You know, oh, a, a you gotta modest, love that contract. A modest, a modest pay raise. Very modest. There, there's been a fair amount of team-friendly contracts or extensions. Uh, extensions, I, I guess I should say. Yeah. This this year already. Yeah. He's well, had 40 home runs and over 100 RBIs and I think three or four straight seasons. Insane. Four. And that's rare. Yeah. He is worth $25 million a year. Yeah. Pay the man. But he well, he signed. The, yeah. He wants to be in Oakland. Yep. I respect it. And yeah. wow. Yeah. Just like you know. uh, Cespedes should have stayed in Oakland. <laughs> All right, Rick. Why don't you take us into less this, uh, good long news? To waiver list. claimers, Cespedes? Yeah, right. We're, yeah. Jeez, what happened to Suspettis? Anyways, let's get into injured list. It's a big one since we've been off for two weeks. Yep. This big one f- from today, Jacob My DeGrom. Gosh. Right elbow soreness retroactive to April Wait, 16th. Wait, he, 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 got, he got put on the I.L.? That is correct, sir. Wow. Yeah. I thought he was just getting a, a little uh, yeah. no tinge. He is on the 10-day, so that's a hard uh, that's a hard hitting he one. He also had, like, strip. No, was yeah, it he had, short throw? Yeah, he had, they, they pushed, they were uh-huh. going to start back. But he and threw. Then the elbow soreness. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's it's a little bit concerning, but, you know, we'll have to see what the MRI comes back with. Not surprising. Vizcaino out for the season. Speaking People are of, losing closers. Speaking of contracts, you know, I know you guys were talking about it. Kimbrel may, may be back in the, uh, Back in the mix for Atlanta. He likes we'll Atlanta. Mm. We'll see. I Gosh. picked up Minter in the meantime because yeah. you do not want to lose out on a closer. Now, if the you have, yeah, if Minter's available, yeah, you're, you're picking him up. You might as well. He's got yeah. an ERA over six right now. He really needs to turn it around. I don't know. I find it hard to believe a scenario without Kimbrell signing with the Braves, but hopefully he doesn't because... I sold all my Kimbrel shares. I, tra- <laughs> I traded Kimbrel for Guerrero Jr. Well, he's going to end up on someone's team at some point. It's just a matter of when. 
Yeah. Uh, all and right. that, that, that person is worrying whoever they've got hater maybe. They're thinking about what team their closer is going to become irrelevant. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, all right, let's keep moving. Greg Bird, 10-day uh, left planner fascist tear. Fascist is, is this news? Tear? Is this news? Greg Bird, yeah, he's fantasy value. I mean, let's Luke, go. No, I'm saying he, he. this isn't news because we just assume that it's going to be on the IL sooner than later. <laughs> ah, sure, Fair enough. Bird. Blake Snell, Ugh. fractured right toe. That's a hard-hitting picking, one. Picking up, uh, he, he stepped out of the shower Picked up something cer- ceramic and he didn't know it was two pieces and it fell and on it his dropped toe? on his toe. Yeah, fractured toe. And the Rays are the best team in baseball right now. Give They're, it up. Watch out for Go the Rays. Rays. They're up in like are they power rankings? They're like up in the top three. Yeah, probably. Yeah, oh, Freddie no. Peralta, ten day injured list. What's the SC joint injury? Joint injury doesn't sound good. Yeah, yeah he, and he was you off know, to a good start. Well, he he struggled in his last two starts, but I do like Peralta. Yeah, I watched a game where he was in. And the umps, it really just depends on if they're calling the hall, the the high strike with him. Mm. They weren't calling it with him, and then he gave up a hit or a run. I just think he's pretty unlucky. Whereas you see Corbin in his start against the Giants, that ump was calling strikes everywhere. So man, it's, it really is sometimes umpire dependent on on some of these pitchers' starts. Right. Yeah. Anyways. Jeez. Yep. Well. Uh, Corey Nebel got moved to the 60-day injured list. Yeah, but and he's out Jeffress for- is coming back or is yeah, back? Yeah, I think he's back. But Nebel is out for the season anyway, right, so right. this is procedural. Is he a hold in uh, in the Dynasty Leagues? No, I don't think so. I'm holding him. I got six spots. I don't think so. Yeah, I guess it depends on your on, on the league settings there. Yeah, I don't know. I, I That's a tough one. But redraft leagues, you drop them. Yeah. Right. Uh, Odor hit the ten day injured list. I'm waiting for him to keep going. Uh, Gary Sanchez, interesting on Odor. He's available in a lot of leagues. Is he? Depending on how you think about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I'm holding on to him, but I'm losing faith. I got Lemayhew filling in. He's been doing a solid job. Uh, David Robertson injured list. Right elbow soreness. That's elbow soreness is always a little scary. Are you dropping Robertson? Yes. Yeah, well, I don't know. Can you even it trust- showed that Robertson wasn't even closing from the start. Well, yeah, Kapler was not on David Robertson as the closer. Everybody thought Robertson would be the closer, but it wasn't the case. He didn't commit to anybody, case. though. He didn't yeah, commit to Kaplan's anybody. Going, they all have saves, don't Kaplan, they? Yeah, Kaplan's going closer by committee. I know the hot pickup right now is Nerys because he got the most recent save, but it's it's messy right now. Yeah. I drop him, especially yeah. if you don't have a spot. Tyler Skaggs, 10-day injured list. Another drop, Ankle. unfortunately. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then some other uh, slightly older ones, Clevenger, six to eight weeks. Ouch. I'm yeah. not dropping him. Indians are. I don't think uh, can. Everything that could go wrong for the Indians is going wrong. Well, from a hit, from a health point of view, everything, yeah. yeah. This one's tough. I mean, and that's what I'm saying. You never trust the scouting report or never trust the manager comments because they were like, oh, it's a minor thing. It's gonna He's going to be okay. You know, nope. The next day, bam, six to eight weeks out. Mm. Weird for a little back, little back strain, but backyotomy. Yeah, uh, Ray, you groin one he, to two start. No, two he, starts? he's back tomorrow. Is he back tomorrow? Yeah, he's he, back. Yeah, so, well, sat, we're recording this on a Friday, right. so Saturday he's back. Saturday back he on will Saturday. Have pitch. Yep. John Lester hamstring. Jeez, uh, Luis Severino. This is just an update. He's out until July. They're saying. Yeah, he had another. He had a setback. So. Uh, I don't see break. him available in any of my leagues. Which is yeah. interesting. So Some people, people are just are sitting on, on to him. Yeah, yeah right, right. Hold on to him. Mike Fultonevich, uh out until at least one start, but I think he's coming back. Yeah. He's been pitching in uh minors. He had a he had he gave up five runs in a start and then uh they wanted to give him one more start, but he's gonna be back soon. Also, yeah. 
You got Rich Hill on biggest, this list. Biggest he's surprise. Be back. Yeah. Biggest surprise of this they, list. Rich he, Hill, yeah. he's on the DL every other week. I saw him with, I, I saw they had a report. He had a high A uh, rehab start, pitched pretty well. They might give him another well, one. Yeah. And then and then he probably will be coming back. I think back. he struck out like nine in four innings yeah. or something. So, so yeah, a couple of guys are coming back soon. The Clevenger one, though. Oof. And Julio Urias will go to the bullpen with Rich Hill. Yeah, Ryu, coming back. Kershaw yeah, coming probably. Back. All right. Yeah. All right, let's move into the buy or sell. So the first one, I think this one's... So here's an, a, a segment where we talk about, you know, are you buying or selling various players or statements, guys off the hot starts, possibly, or guys who aren't doing well. And the first one, Rick, your, your guy, maybe not your guy, but Jorge Alfaro outproducing Buster Posey. Right now, Alfaro is crushing the ball. He's got a 60% hard hit rate. Uh, he's got a solid line drive rate. Uh, I I'm not. Sh- There's a lot of things that scare me about his numbers, but I've read some articles where people are buying into this. Uh, his BABIP is extremely high. I want to say it's up in the it's 480 BABIP. So you know, there's going to be some regression. Some projections we see down to like 230s for his batting average. He's not a guy that walks. He's ne- in his career. He's never been a walker. But I feel like right now, if you needed a catcher, if you lost a guy. I would I would get hop on this train and Buster Posey. I, I'm probably selling that. I, I don't think he's going to do it. Yeah. Wait. So you don't think he's going to outproduce Posey? I don't. I'm not there yet. I need like another couple few like couple weeks of production before I'm buying this. Well, Jorge, yeah, Jorge Alfaro. He's he's a ground ball hitter. His bad bip's going to be a little bit higher. It was 406 in 2018 and 420. 420, uh, 420 tomorrow, <laughs> 2017. So it's going to be higher. He's got power. He definitely but has But if you're power. hitting that many ground balls, it's kind of hard to believe that you're going to hit over 15 home runs in a season. Uh, well, uh, yeah, he doesn't have a, a high launch angle whatsoever. It's about, yeah, it's only around eight. And But his, his exit velocity is up around the elite status and his barrel percentage. Like he is making solid contact. Uh, so there's a lot of positive signs coming from him. And I know he was a touted, he was like a highly regarded yeah, catcher. Yeah, I mean, it was a big so piece a of lot the of, trade. There's a lot of potential there, so, yeah. yeah. And I will say this. I mean, like, you're comparing to Buster Posey, who I think is clearly at this point at the downswing of his, you know, the, the downside of his career. Sure. I mean, you're you're talking about Buster Posey with an ISO of 089 right now, with the, you know, and, right, and right. it's like, so, you know, he doesn't have to do a whole heck of a lot right now. I mean, Buster Posey at this point is a, Average play at best. Buster Posey is basically a rich man's version of Francisco Cervelli, as much as I hate to say it right now. So, like, mm, all right. yeah, yeah, okay. So, I mean, you're not getting a float for much. So, Alfaro, to be fair, hasn't have doesn't have to do a whole hell of a lot to repeat to outperform Posey as much as I hate says, to say. Says it. Giants fan. I'm I'm a, I'm so realistic. you're you're buying it. Yeah, I will buy that whole wow. Jorge Alfaro will will outperform Posey because Posey will give you an empty batting average. Alfaro may be able to chip in some homers. He plays in a better lineup. He probably has more RBI opportunities. I mean, the Giants, if you Does look, he play in a better lineup? No, the Marlins? I don't know. That's a, that's, wow. that's I mean, a like, toss-up. The Giants, Giants, over here. The, the Giants are like... I mean, I was talking about this to you guys earlier this week. The Giants are like last in the NL on almost every single major hitting category. Do you see the projections for Posey? They're rough. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Alfaro will probably probably still have the Giants are probably I think the Giants are the only NL team that are like right below the Mendoza line in terms of team batting average. This is not a team if, that gets that 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 hits. If the Giants fans saying I'm going to buy on that too. Yeah, yeah. take Alfaro, <laughs> yeah. guys. Come I'm not on. buying on it yet, but I do like Jorge Alfaro. 
Alrighty, so next guy, buying or selling Vogelbach. Daniel Vogelbach, playing for the Mariners. I mean, talk about a guy who's got the quad A label. You know, he's is he having a breakout this year? I'm just going to paint the picture for you guys, right? 489 ISO right now. Ridiculous power. His, his, his walk percentage is 5% above career average, so maybe he's being a little more patient. I will say this, though, only five five home runs away from Safeco Field, which is a pitcher's ballpark, only one at home. He's got a bit of a platoon spit, too. 375 average against the right, right-handed pitchers, but only 200 against lefties. His He's currently like launching the ball because he's got an 0.67 ground ball to fly ball ratio, although his career is a 1.09 ground ball to fly ball. So take that all together. What do you guys think about Vogelbach? Is this the year that he breaks out and says, hey, I belong in the majors? 24 home runs last year for combined AAA and big leagues. And then you go back to 2017-17. This guy's had power all through the minors. Let's talk about another Mariner who is a little bit of a late bloomer, and that's Mitch Hanniger. Is is Vogelbach going to be the same way and be a little bit of a late bloomer? I'm willing to buy on Vogelbach's breakout, and I'm not dropping him. He, he had a couple rough games in this past week but then came back and had two for two with three walks. He gets on base. He's walking at a 19% walk rate, a 483 OBP. In OBP leagues, you're loving this. I mean, there are a lot of guys at first base who are underperforming, like Eric Hosmer, um, who I would drop for Vogelbach easily. Uh, so I'm buying on Vogelbach's breakout until he proves me wrong, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep him on my roster. Am I trading it? Am I trading a Votto for Vogelbach? Probably not. But what? No, you're not trading Votto for Vogelbach. What do you think, Rick? You buy? I think there's a lot of positive things here. Everything Vogelbach across the Bach is, is a, ranked about sure. Oh my, ranked spot. does not mean crap. It's been a few weeks. All right, you're not selling one of the best hitter hitters in all of baseball. Aguilar, for a guy that's having a hot start. Aguilar okay? finished in you're front the of guy Votto. Makes, uh, Aguilar finished in Votto last year. Is this Vogelbach this year's Aguilar? Okay, sure. Yeah, that that might be Aguilar. Talk about someone struggling. Yeah. All right. So there, yeah, there's a lot of positive things. E- exit velocity is up. His launch angle is up. His hard hit is up. His walk percentage is probably what I'm looking at the most, which is a huge positive sign. I I do like Vogelbach. Um. Uh. I, it is it a breakout? Yeah, totally. Yeah. It's April. Sure, sure. I'll and call it a breakout when we get when he gets through April and he's still doing this. Yeah. So what do you? So I mean, we we talking about it. I mean, like what I what I see. If you want to talk about previous Mariners, I'm going to talk about Justin Smoke, right? Who's who yeah. a guy who 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 in Seattle was able to give you 20 home runs, but also hit like two two twenty two thirty, right? So really, the question is for me is is that like I, I I don't doubt the power. I think Vogelbach has the power. The question to you guys is. End of season, what's Vogelbach's uh, batting average? What do you think, Chris? 280. 280, Rick? Um, I would probably say less than 280. No, yeah, I'm talking like 240. Yeah, I'm... <laughs> I'll, I'm gonna say huh. I, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna lean with Rick on this one. I'm gonna say probably like two forty five, two fifty. Okay, so, more Vogel box shares for me. That's fine with yeah. me. Yeah. All right. Let's move Ride on. That to, wave. Let's move on to a guy who was hyped early on in his career, Jason Hayward. Hyped. He he proved he backed it up. Yeah, he backed up, but he hasn't been doing that the last three years. Is this the bounce back that we've been looking for? Let's let me paint the picture again. Career ISO one forty nine. His current ISO this year is two fifty five. He's at three twenty six for a BABIP, which is a little bit high but not that high he's got a five percent increase in ba- 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 uh, walk percentage so he's developing a little more of an eye 
And but he's honestly saying he's sitting at a twenty one point one percent home run to fly ball rate, which I feel has to come down a little bit. But he has mm. increased his hard hit percentage by six percent. So add that all up. What do you guys think? Is this what we've been what the Cubs have been waiting for, or is this just another a hot start that's going to fade into the sunset? I read on Reddit. There's two things constant in baseball. Oh, he read it on Reddit. This is <laughs> Jason Hayward changing his swing and Troy Tulowitzki being on the DL. Okay, <laughs> so Jason Hayward, this could be the bounce back year. I'm buying. I'm buying anybody. I got that spot on my roster, which I'm willing to flip out for anybody who started started hot. And that's Jason Hayward in some cases. That's Daniel Vogelbach in other cases. Because there's players like Brian Dozier that you just got to cut and flip and try to catch the lightning in the bottle. And Jason Hayward. The second baseman. Is this the bounce back career year? I'd say it's probably going to be his best year in the past three or four years. What does that mean? Does that mean a roster spot in your fantasy it's team? So Maybe early. it depends on the deep, the shallow. League. You make like these season-long statements. It's like we're not even through the third. Week. You don't think this You're is like, going to be a breakout season? You don't think this is going to be? He's had his... like forty at bats. It's a breakout season, everybody. You don't think this is going to be his best season in the last three years? I think it can be. I'm not ready to make a blanket statement that oh the season is going to be. There's you know a what? Lot You're of deposit- a wet blanket over there. You're, You're just... a wet blanket because you can't make any. You got to make the season-long predictions, and I'm. Sure. Riding Hayward into the sunset. Here's what I'm looking at. Launch angle increase. Walk percentage increase. K percentage decrease. Hard percentage, hard hit percentage increase. Those are all very positive things. I don't know if he's changing his swing at the plate. Maybe it's just his approach, but it's all positive, and he's walking more, and I do like me some Jason Hayward, and I picked him up in a few leagues, yeah. So here's what I, so it's interesting you print that, uh, point that out, Rick, because Fangraph just came out with an article about him saying that he's got an increased percentage and he's increased his launch angle. And so really what this says is it's a new approach at the plate. Okay. I, I mean, I can see that, you know, you're looking at a new approach, but you're 29 years old. Here's the thing. Three years of very substandard play, like play in my point of view, you know, single-digit yeah. power, uh, single-digit home runs, ex- you know, for the most part. Like, his stolen base upside has basically disappeared. Here's the thing, like... If you have Hayward, yeah, ride him. Maybe throw out a trade offer, see if somebody's going to take him off his hands. But I have zero Hayward shares, and I'm lo- not looking to acquire him at all. Oh, I think that's I'm a not mistake. interested. You're going to have to prove to me. Like, you didn't they get years. a new hitting coach? Didn't the Cubs get a new hitting coach? I don't know. Well, I'm pretty sure they has, did. Is it, oh, if they got a new hitting coach, how come the work it's working on Hayward, but freaking Rizzo and 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 Chris Bryant are hitting Garbo? Well, Chris, because you had higher expectations on those guys. Yeah, well, okay, but if you're going to say that Hayward has the pedigree, which he does, but like, you know, you know, his former first round pick, you know, where where was that three year, you know, for the last three years? So, I I just think that the preponderance People can turn it around. What's okay, the, I sure. don't understand uh, that. Again, argument. this is this is going to be his best year in 3 or 4 years. Does that mean he deserves a roster spot in your no. team? Maybe no. not. Uh, not because his me. years offensively have been poorly and defensively that doesn't count in the sure. fantasy realm. Yeah, his his defense league. will keep him in 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 the lineup. His, his health, contract will keep him yes, in the lineup. That too, but his health will not. In my opinion, you're still going to get a couple DL stints or IL stints. Excuse me. I don't see it. I think this is just a hot start. I'm not buying the. Hayward. It's time to ride the hot start to get a good lead in your leagues, so that you can carry it on through the rest of the season, get a playoff <laughs> spot. Week. Yeah. All right. Moving on to somebody who's off to a hot start, Jock Peterson. Yuck. Yaki, are we? Do we all agree that he's going to hit a career high in home runs this year? 
I don't know. He's got a pretty good start with about, what does he have, eight home runs? Well, He's hitting leadoff. He's getting a lot of at-bats against righties. So you plug him in there. If he's a platoon guy, he hits righties as good as he does. Is he worth being on your roster? You just got to pay attention to if he's starting or not. Yeah. I mean, he's like a quarter of the way there already, right? Yeah. Eight home runs. So, yeah, I think it's pretty likely that he hits more than 20. Okay, he's at 26 is his career high. So, yeah. yeah, you're buying? He, he might hit, yeah, I'll buy yeah, it. Yeah, I'm going to buy that too, mainly because of two things. First of all, 163 BABIP, second of all, 51% hard hit percentage. I mean... Yeah, everything's up across the board. Yeah. Again, and, things and, are going to level out. Sure, and he's got bad extent. luck to the first... You know what's going to hold a 163 BABIP? Some of those things are going to drop. His batting average is going to go up. I'm, I'm going to buy that. And of course, what would this podcast be without some love for A's peoples? Frankie Montas, is he an ace in the waiting, folks? No, I'm going to sell on that. But I do think that he could be better than a streamer with the added pitch of the split-finger fastball. All of his pitches are plus values right now, which is is great and kind of rare to see. Although they're not crazy plus values, they're, they're, they're not negative. But uh, he's pitched pretty well. He hasn't 1K per inning, hasn't really averaged out. It's, he's striking out maybe 8 per 9. But a pretty strong start and ranked like in standard leagues, I think 34 to mm-hmm. top 50. But is he an ace? I'll sell on that. In the making, no. Let, let's see some more. But I do like me some Frankie Montas. Yeah, I mean, ace, no. He's like a four. Sure. I mean, I'm I'm a little concerned about the fifth. The fifth has him at a 465. I mean, his whip is way way below his career average, at least in the mid in the big leagues. I mean, he's his career average is a 147. His whip isn't this so far as 0.943. What does he have going for him though? I mean, he's also playing in a very pitcher friendly park. Ace is a little strong to say, but certainly I think he could be somebody who I would roster. I mean, I, I would I consider some him as above a streamer right now. So I don't know that he would fall You're saying back. Above. He's one of the most added players yeah, in I, fantasy. I'm gonna give is that him, right? I'm going to put him as probably like on my number four starting pitcher, and that puts me as, as somebody who I would want to roster. But he is up to Look 38%. At the fifth, the four, like you pointed out, Honley, 4.65. That's got to be some red flags. People are looking at Yahoo, and even though there is an advanced stat option. So he, you're right saying now. that you could maybe sell him right now? Uh, I mean, a guy like that, you're not going to be able to. Get, you can tag him on to a, a, a deal. You could sell uh, him in standard leagues. You could sell him one to one. One to one to one. Yeah, mean? like one player for one player. Yeah, yeah, sure. No, I, I think you have to tag him on to a deal to sweeten yeah. the deal. You sweeten the pot with a little Frankie Montas. Sure. Yeah, I agree with that. He he increases ownage uh, in Yahoo by sixteen percent in the last day. Yeah, numbers look li- real good against some tough teams. Other th- besides Baltimore which was actually his worst outing, uh, really good against Houston. Doesn't give up a lot of homers last year in 11 starts, uh, .69 home runs. And he plays uh, in that nice uh, home ballpark, so that'll help knock a few homers down. And, and uh, with a sick not an third ace. baseman. Not an ace. Just covers. Sure, sure, not an ace, but I think he has mixed league value above just streamer status. So I'm gonna, I'll keep him uh, if I can get him on the cheap. Yep. All righty, guys, we'll take a quick break, and we'll be right back. You're listening to Points on the Bench. You're listening to your fantasy baseball podcast, POTB, Points on the Bench. Oh, yeah. 
All right, welcome back to Points on the Bench. Let's jump into Waiver Claimer. And of course, as usual, this is us talking about guys who are available in 50% or less, roughly, of leagues. And and we're talking about, well, and everybody will give a few of their picks. I'm going to start out with Williams Astudio, who is otherwise known as La Tortuga, and is 42% owned in Yahoo right now. And the best part about him is he's catcher eligible, but doesn't actually play catcher. Um... So obviously there's some playing time concerns, you know, he plays for the Cubs, but you know, he's off, he got off to a hot start. It's been a little slow in the last week or so, but he's still like a top 12 catcher in most formats just because catcher this season like 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 it's been the last season has not been a good fantasy f- position. So, yep. I'm going to pick Williams Astudio. I think he's available out there. Pick him up if you need some catcher help. I like it. What about Mitch Garver, who's also a catcher for the Twins and is actually hitting better? An Asadio. Better? No. Yeah. He's I hitting mean, for over four hundred in nine games. Asadio doesn't start a lot of a lot of games. That's that's my concern with him. And in OBP leagues, he doesn't walk a lot. This guy's this free swinging Pablo Sandoval catcher. I'm not adding Mitch Garver. <laughs> Get out of here. That's why you're in last place. Oh God. <laughs> you're talking right, about a guy my, who has, <laughs> my pick, Ryan McMahon. Jesus. He's he's quickly he was at a oh, tw- big surprise. Everybody knows who Ryan McMahon is. No, right? he was at twenty percent, and he now people injured. are too late. By the time it comes Monday, every he's going to be over fifty percent because he came back and he hit two home runs in his first game back from injury. Yeah, but I was adding him before that. Here you were, Ryan McMahon. He was on my DL. He was on your DL. Yeah, your IL. Okay, not yeah. Who hasn't updated PC. that yet? Yeah, uh, hasn't yeah hasn't updated yet. <laughs> Ryan McMahon. He, the playing time is a concern. Uh, and that that's huge, but he's, he's like got this. the skill to be a top seventy five baseball player. I'm gonna add him, and I'm gonna see how it plays out. First base, second base, third base eligibility. Nice. Uh, I'm gonna keep along with the catcher trend that we have going today, and bring up Jorge Alfaro again from Colombia. Uh, he's increased a lot of things. I'm, uh, his barrel percentage, 34%. That's really high. 60% hard hit. I've already said that. But his line drive rate is something that uh, I'm looking at. And everything seems to be going right. He's hitting lefties and righties, both above over 300. There's a lot of positive sides here. And catcher position can be really hard mm-hmm. um, to get consistent uh, value from. And I think he's someone worth a look. Um, like I have right now, I'm debating uh, dropping Castillo. Uh, for Alfaro, but Castillo's been pretty solid so far. Alfaro or Francisco Mejia? Mm. I would ride the hot hand in that scenario. Yeah, probably the, probably Alfaro right now. Yeah, I mean, they are talking about moving Mejia back down to AAA because he's not getting PT, so we'll Someone, see. The, the, Trevor Story stole three stolen bases against Mejia. They, they stole five stolen bases against him the other day, yeah. so he's going back to the minors to work on catching. I don't think he's going to be in the bigs much longer. I'll go Alfaro. Yeah. All right. My second pick, Scott Kingery, 29% owned in Yahoo. I mean, we've we've just seen Odubel Herrera and Jan Segura are a little banged up right now, so Kingery's got a reasonable path to playing time. He plays all over the place, third base, shortstop, and outfield eligibility. He's hitting 414 right now. And, uh, you know, Kingery, a little bit of hype going into 2018. He was top 30, 35-ish in the prospect boards. Didn't get off to a great start, but in 2019, different story. You know, he's cut the uh, the K percentage down by almost 10, 10 per, by more than 10, by more than 10 percent. His ISO is at 345, which may be a little bit unsustainable, but uh, somebody to keep an eye on. Maybe a little post hype sleeper action. I'm always a fan of the pedigree. 
There's that pedigree. There's that pedigree, boys. And the flexibility. Yeah. So it's always nice. And the playing got, time is a concern again. But, you know, with guys on the DL with Herrera and John Segura on the DL, he's got a clear path of playing time. Segura's right not now. on the IL. Yeah, but he's but he's banged up. So I mean, I'm gonna say that Kingry probably gets uh, some some more games to to show what he can do. Maybe he'll stick this time. I'm gonna go with Jeff McNeil. He's 46 percent owned, no home runs this year. That's why he is ranked low, and that's probably why he's not owned in more leagues. You're going with all the easiest picks here. 22 homers last year. <laughs> 22 homers. He doesn't strike out a lot. He's got a high BABIP now, but I wouldn't be surprised to see him finish with a 275 batting average and a 350 OBP. He hits early in that lineup. He's got second base, third base, and outfield eligibility. I want Jeff McNeil on my team, especially in those positions where it's been relatively weak. Who hits third for the Orioles? Not Chris Davis. (laughs) Dwight Smith Jr. does, son. All right? He's got power. He's got speed. He's hitting for average. You should be looking to add him. He's only 17% owned. And he's got Yar and Mancini, who are both doing pretty solid right now. So he's driving in runs. He can help you across the board. Look for Dwight Smith Jr. He's outfield eligible. Mm, interesting. That's my next pick. All righty then. So to round it out, I'm going to go deep, deep league special. Nick Anderson, 4% owned in Yahoo. Hat tip to Rick. He clued me into Nick Anderson. He's pitching in a friendly park. He's, he plays for the Marlins. Or sorry, not, not the Marlins. The, uh, the uh, Tampa Bay Rays. Or no, sorry. Oh, Marlins. He, he does play for the yeah, Marlins. Yeah. My bad. So yes, he does play for the Marlins. He's got a two oh eight ERA and a one one five WHIP in twenty nineteen. It was filthy. And more importantly, that bullpen is wide open in terms of the closer opportunities. And none of the guys we've been closing have been off to great starts. I mean, might he might be able to get a few save opportunities. I know Romo got the oppor- got the save today, but keep an eye on him. He might be able to to move his way into some late ending high leverage situation. Yeah, I don't know if I'm adding him just yet, but I definitely want him on my watch list <laughs> are you going to add pablo lopez after another couple of weeks we mentioned him in the past podcast he had another good start he's striking out more than a batter per inning are you still buying on pablo lopez as a waiver uh, i mean in our league i am definitely buying pablo i am buying any pitcher that has any positive <laughs> signs because i need so much help <laughs> so yeah, I am holding on to Pablo Lopez. You're looking at his ERA to FIP. It's a 5.85 ERA to a 2.85 FIP. Those, that's a great sign. Uh, his walk per nine is low. His K per nine is high. That's positive, good signs. He just needs some help from from his team. Uh, right now, yeah, I like me some Pablo Lopez. Yeah, I think it really depends on what you're looking for. Again, you know, good pitchers park. The offense behind him. I don't know if he's going to get many wins. So if you're looking for some 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 guys who can get you some wins, but Probably can smooth the ratios a little bit. I mean, it the ball's been juiced again, gents. I mean, like that's part of it. It's flying more. The team ERAs are, you know, average league ERAs are higher. So, you know, any any port in a storm, I suppose. He surprised me last start. He he played the Cubs. Yeah, and uh, he only gave up two runs, struck out six and in five innings. Good ratios. Again, though, in win leagues, he might not give you a lot of wins. In quality start leagues, he seems to only be going five innings. He throws a lot, quite a bit of pitches. He strikes out a lot of guys. So I think where the ratios, you know, it couldn't hurt 
you to stream them in mm-hmm. certain cases. Yeah, right? yeah I think yeah in my, points leagues too. Points yeah, leagues exactly. would be a great yeah, yeah. application. All right, Chris, who's your second or sorry last pick? Uh, Jorge Polanco again. Rick's going to say this is the easy pick. I'm fine with that. Easy picks are good. They're available in more than fifty percent of the leagues. They're easy. He is batting 400 right now with a 464 OBP. The BABIP's insane, but let's just throw, let's say he's, his BABIP drops 100 points. Let's, that, let's bring that batting average down to around 300, a, four, a, a, a 364 OBP. He's showing pop. He's got a little bit of speed. He only has five RBIs right now, and I think that's just a case of bad luck. He hits in a good part of the lineup of the Twins. If Nelson Cruz comes along... Jorge Polanco could easily see more RBI opportunities. And I think with both McNeil, Polanco, and McMahon, well, McNeil and Polanco, they just had a little bit of uh, bad luck with guys not being on. So I think the RBIs will come around for Polanco. There's plenty of shortstops that are performing poorly right now that you can plug in Polanco, and he will up your offensive game in the meantime. And I think he's a solid play. I think he's a starter. I think he's a Blanco. starter in a 12-team league uh, for the rest of the year. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. Uh, this next guy, I'm sure he's on everyone's radar by now. He had another home run today. His ownership jumped 27% in the last day. That is Brandon Lowe of the Rays. He's hitting usually around fifth for them, I believe, unless he's been moved around. So he's got guys in front of him like uh, Diaz, uh, Pham, and as of right now, he's got six home runs, 14 RBIs, two stolen bases. Um, a couple of things that scare me is his strikeout percentage, um, but his barrel uh, percentage. So he's making solid contact. He's at 17% barrel percentage. So he's seen the ball, and he's hitting it well. Mm-hmm. Brandon Lowe should be scooped up. Right now, his his ownership just jumped to 51%. So if you still yeah. have a chance to grab him, I would take a look if you have some injuries. Yeah, real quick, too, I want to – Two things. So Brandon Lowe is one guy, but also Hunter Dozier's been on a bit on a tear recently. So if he's available in your league, somebody else to t- consider first base, third base eligibility. And you mentioned the speed thing. And the, Todd Zola was. T- I saw an article that was talking about Todd Zola has said that the MLB is averaging fewer than one steal per game for the first time since 1972. So if you're somebody who's looking to free- for a few steals, definitely keep an eye on some of these young guys who who are willing and able to go steal some bases. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Brandon Lowe will get you a couple more, but uh, he's not a speedster. But no, yeah. he's not really known for it. You want to ride the hot hand, uh, and in the minors, his K-rate wasn't this bad, so maybe he gets it under control. Yeah, yeah. Okay. definitely a possibility, yeah. All righty, so let's move on to streamers. Streamers for the week coming up, that is the week of April 22nd. So we'll start out, since this episode will come out on a Monday, most likely, we'll go with... What our picks are on Tuesday. Chris, why don't you start us off with your streamer pick for Tuesday? Tuesday. Uh, Brad Peacock, who is highly, more highly owned to begin the season, uh, had a rough start there, and a lot of people dropped him. He's under 50% owned. He's at 43%. He's going against the Twins. Twins haven't been bad, but Brad Peacock, he has the ability to strike out a lot of batters. Astros are a good team. I can easily see 7Ks and a win for Brad Peacock on Tuesday. Yeah. So for me, I'm going to go on Tuesday with a little bit of a deep cut as well, uh, or deeper cut. Yvonne Nova at Baltimore is only 4% owned. He's up against Andrew Kasher. The reason why I like Yvonne Nova is, is that, yes, his ERA and his ratios don't look good right now, but he's got a 2-3-7 FIP, and he's been able to keep the ball in the park. He has not allowed a homer yet. 
So and the and the Orioles are a pretty bad lineup. So they're they're a pretty good streaming opportunity. I think if you're looking for somebody spe- who's available in most leagues, take a look at Ivan Nova. I think he'll be good. I like that pick. Uh, my Tuesday pick is Mr. Luke Weaver, twenty four percent owned at Pittsburgh. Uh, he's got a solid FIP. He's off to a good start. Last start, he had uh, no earned runs at Atlanta. His K per nine is just below 11. Give me some Luke Weaver. I mean, come on. We all thought Luke Weaver was going to follow <laughs> up his rookie year campaign with an even better campaign. And he fell back, then was traded to Arizona, and he showed some promise early on. Is he worth keeping beyond streaming him for this outing? Uh, if he does another good outing, I'll probably hold on to him. Depending on his next matchup, I mean, but he's definitely on my low list of our list of guys I can drop to to stream. Okay. Like, I, I'm not buying a solid year yet. Okay, all right. Uh, Wednesday, I've got Clay Buckles, Buckles going against the Giants. Anybody against the Giants, throw them out there. Throw They're likely there. to get <laughs> a shutout, close to a shutout, a one hitter, <laughs> anything like that. You can see six innings, two runs. And uh, a win against the Giants on Wednesday. Is he at home or at at San Francisco? He is. That's a good question. I will look that up while you. I explain mean, your I, either pick. way, either way, I think it's a good pick. But obviously, you know, we know that Oracle Park, as it's called these days, not AT and T anymore, is a pitcher friendly park. They've even been talking about moving the uh, defenses in a little bit, like that's going to help. But uh, <laughs> well, how, how are they going to Toronto? It's the right field and the right field uh, triples alley triples that's got to come in. Yeah. I don't see an easy way of doing that, but uh, it they got is, money. It's, they, in Toronto. it's in Toronto. Okay, all right. So still going to ride. With yep. Them. All right. So my Wednesday pick and a a perennial podcast favorite of ours, of course, Cece Sabathia, the Woo-hoo. local boy. He's at the Angels. Rich what? Yep. He's nineteen percent owned up against Pena. Uh, Cece Sabathia had a good start coming off the IL. Went five innings pitched. Didn't pick up the win, but he didn't also uh. didn't allow any runs. So. CC, you know, I think he's going to be good, and the Angels, you know, they're struggling a little bit as 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 usual. So, especially against uh, uh, the the lefties. I just saw that uh, my pick was the same as Chris's pick, so I'm going to pick the opposite of that and go Drew Pomeranz at Toronto versus Clay Buckles. All right, we got to give Rick four percent. There's a disclaimer here. Rick got the last pick. Uh, yeah, every streamer, every yeah. time. Yeah, that's so, great. That's, so <laughs> awesome. That that kind of sucks. All That's right. all right. I'll take well, it. Well, why don't we allow Rick to start out with that? No, are you kidding me? I got the <laughs> worst pick. I had like nothing to like. Some of these guys are zero percent owned. Have you seen these dudes? ERA is five point nine. I will give you the opportunity to to decline to give Fight us the Thursday. The, the Thursday. Here's, okay, hold on. Here's, See, here are my options. When Trevor you're a public Kahal, defender, uh-huh. you have to defend cases that you think you have no <laughs> shot at. I right? mean, if so you're you gonna, play. All right, who, who public are you defender. T- who are you going to take for Thursday then, Rick? For well, Adrian. It was either Adrian, who the f Samson. <laughs> who I have no idea who this guy Samson? is. Samson. Who at <laughs> Seattle? Which I honestly have no idea. I don't know anything about this guy. Or Trevor Cahill um, at home against the Yankees. Yeah, that was my. You know, maybe he he could pull one off. He's he's bound to have some good outings. But both mm-hmm. these guys, I don't see much from Samson. I mean, he's walking yeah. four per four per nine. Yeah, it's okay. It's yeah, not, it's not thir- thir- Thursday is always a tough one because you know it's it's usually a travel day. Yeah, you get day. fewer games. Yeah. I saw you. You maybe wanted to ride with my pick, which was Caleb Smith, thirty-seven percent owned yep. against a good hitting team, the Phillies. But he has been good as of late. Would you back mm-hmm. my Caleb Smith pick for Thursday? One hundred percent. Did he pitch okay. today? I think he pitched today, didn't he? 
Uh, yeah, I believe so. Yeah, and he pitched and a he great won. game. Yeah. yeah. Uh, or he was a piece of good, good game. Yeah, yeah. And, and I'm going to cheat. Well, I'm not going to cheat, but Julio Tehran is my Thursday pick. He's consensus 49% only. He's slightly above the 50% in Yahoo. I think he's at 52%. But he's at Cincinnati versus the Scafini. And Tehran, you know, he's been a little bit up and down, but he's a veteran pitcher. You know, he's got a good lineup behind him. And since he, you know, as much as we've talked about how good, you know, how nice Yasiel Puig is, you know, maybe the change in, in, in environment, you know, Votto's been, you know, not been you know, struggling a little bit, still hasn't found the power stroke yet. I think Cincinnati's a good team to, to stream against still right now. They're bottom of the NL as well in, in terms of hitting. So they're a pretty soft matchup. I'm going to take Julio Tehran. If he's available, go pick him up. Start him with confidence. I just want to point out one thing about Caleb Smith. He only gave up one run against the Nationals today, and he gave up no earned runs against the Phillies and only three against Atlanta. He is off to a great start. He should be added right now. 8Ks, 6Ks, 7Ks, 6Ks. Add him right now. He might not get the run support. I don't know why he's not added in more leagues. We said that last year. We said it last year. Yep. No, I agree. The, The Marlins have some sneaky good starters. Yeah, and uh, I will say this. I know we didn't get to talk about this last week. I would, I'm would. i also interested in Derek Holland. He was on my picks for last week. He's been moving up a little bit, 18% owned now. But keep, keep, on his, keep it on his ratios for last year. Last year, I think it was like a 327 ERA. He, you know, he, he pitches in a very pitcher-friendly park. He's going to be fine. I think he's somebody to keep an eye on as a streamer as well. Yeah. All righty. Anything else from you guys? I no? think that's I it. Think that that's it. the episode. All righty, guys. Episode 75? Episode 75. Damn, we, went through we out here. We have streamers. We've got waiver ads. Yep. We've got buy or sell. I mean, that's what I want to listen to. Yeah, yeah I don't know, But you tell us. We're out here you know, trying to give you guys the, the, the best fantasy baseball content we can. So thank you all for listening. Obviously, of course, leave us a review on your favorite listening platform at Points on the Bench. And uh, you know, let us know if, if there's anything you want to you want to hear from us. Points and, uh, on the bench at gmail.com. Hit us up. Yep. And as always, thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next time. Peace. Peace. Peace.